than answers. Like now there is no FBI director, can we finally make copies of VHS tapes? Hi America, <laughs> hello world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and heathervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather has big plans for the weekend. If things go well, come Monday, she will need a chiropractor, a psychologist, a priest, and bell money. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. <laughs> I hope I'm with you. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle takes care of her drunk friends, so the responsibility of having children doesn't worry her. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Both girls are supporting our troops this week by going commando. Right on. This is <laughs> season two, very philanthropic. This is season two, episode 112. 112 is a hard-drinking, underwear-free number with a love of early 80s romantic comedies. Hmm. In Thailand, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
the land of Thai in Thailand, 112, is the section of the criminal code concerning crimes that oppose or disrespect Thai monarchy. See, mm. if you offend Thai monarchy, say anything disrespectful to the monarchy, write anything to oppose them, that is called section 112 of the criminal code, you will get between 3 to 15 years. And it's been on the statute books since 1908, apparently. In 2015, a man was sentenced for a sarcastic comment made online about the king's dog. Wow, really? It's unbelievable. So if my queen is listening, I love your corgis and think they are marvellous and wonderful dogs and they make the best pets. Queen Elizabeth actually said that she will not bring any more corgi dogs home to Buckingham Palace because they pose a tripping hazard. This, ladies and gentlemen, represents the acute issues and problems the wealthy upper classes have in their lives. Rich people problems. Mm -hmm. Now, for the first time on MQTA, the Queen Elizabeth II bizarre and fascinating facts. (laughs) (laughs) Quiz. Points to be won. Mm -hmm. Of course. The Queen is not required by law to own either of these two things. I will give you points if you answer for either one, I don't mind. The Queen does not have to have either of these. What a driver's would license. Be? What would you go for, Michelle? I'm thinking vehicle. She's allowed to have a vehicle. She has many wondrous vehicles, including no, carriages. Oh, I didn't think Rolls she Royce. had to buy one herself. Well, she does inherit, of course, a lot of furniture. The house, Buckingham Palace, doesn't literally right, belong to true. her. In theory, it belongs to the people. Mm. But you want to try getting in there to spend a night or have a tinkle. And <laughs> they don't like that. They do not you like gotta that. you got to bring your glider in. <laughs> yeah, parachute. I think it's illegal to fly over Buckingham Palace, mm-hmm. actually. I think that's something you can't do. Miss Morris is absolutely right. She does not require to own nice one, a driving license. I shall give Thank you points. You. Thank Again, you. The question of cheating comes up once more, doesn't it? No. It always raises <laughs> its ugly head at this time of the evening, doesn't it? Oh, you just have to face that I'm brilliant. That's right. Yes, Whoa. we're working on that realisation. <laughs> Guess what the second one is then, based on the driving licence? Go on, I've given you a clue. It's obviously documents and paperwork. It's a passport. Oh. She just rolls up hmm. into a foreign country, announces herself as Queen Elizabeth II, and all is good in Can the I do world. That? Queen Elizabeth II was once filmed accidentally by an Australian TV crew having an argument with Prince Philip. They actually said to the TV production company, rather politely, we would prefer it if you did not release this, and they didn't do so. Out of respect. I want to and know... And suggestion. Yes, <laughs> a <And> suggestion. <laughs> Bearing in mind you can be deported on the back of that suggestion. What did she actually throw at him? I want you to tell me what she threw at Prince Philip during an argument that was filmed surreptitiously by an Australian film crew. An orange. An orange. Okay. She threw an orange. Hit by a banana. Sure. Glanced by a flying plum. Mm-hmm. Can happen. Michelle? I just have a picture in my head of her picking up the orb and just whipping it at Philip. Picking up an orb? <laughs> the orb, you know. What she- oh, the scepter. <laughs> An orb. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I see. The crown jewels are mm-hmm. going in. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> well, I'm sure Prince Conk. Philip appreciates having the crown jewels placed around his head. It was in actual fact. Should I be ringing the bell? Seems yep. slightly inappropriate, <laughs> yes. to be honest. I think this is treason. If I went home now, my head would be removed from my shoulders. Some would say that's a good thing. Mm. Who knew? It's a tennis racket. And really? A t- and a tennis shoe. 
Who throws suspects a shoe? Who throws a shoe? What's wrong with you? What were they doing? Playing tennis, I suspect. <laughs> Unless this is some sort of like, kinky... She didn't like the call. Kinky bedroom shenanigans. Yeah. Should we do the tennis ah. thing again tonight, Michelle? <laughs> well... Lovell. The Queen employs somebody to wear what first to ensure they're comfortable? Shoes. Miss Morris. Oh, that's a good answer. Um, Hats. Hats. Queen Victoria used to wear her underwear once and it was thrown away. But I think in the Victorian period that was unique. Yeah, I don't think anyone was wearing underwear. They were called drawers. Two pantaloons up your leg drawn together with a pair of strings. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, in fact, shoes. Again, the question of cheating now springs to mind. How is it you know these things? I actually hid my notes when I went to the restroom before the show. I wish I could employ someone to test shoes. I thought you were going to say to go to the bathroom (laughs) for you. I'll do one for you next Mm. time I'm there, Michelle. I'm good to you. Mm -hmm. It's illegal in Britain to actually imagine doing this to the Queen. I'd like to know what you could imagine doing to the Queen that would cause you to be arrested fornicating imagining fornicating with the queen could end up in prison there's some sick people out there isn't there kicking kicking the queen (laughs) can we kick it isn't that a game kicking the queen (laughs) i think some parts of san francisco embraced that in the 1980s i can't be sure i think a snort's imminent if we hang on i love you it is if we think there is a show dying to get out depriving her of her crown so if you just think about removing the queen or depriving her of being head of state oh you will be arrested this is the thought police you can be arrested for having that thought how you prove that in a court of law i never thought about it before but now i'm thinking about yeah, it i know well now I you're both stop. both breaking the law i'm going to call the police during the end of the show they'll Excellent. come and collect in england you. this is like 1984 with george orwell isn't it this is Thought Police. Fantastic. Heather Morris has scored two in the of first. Nice, and probably the last, I would suggest, on the strength of that. Queen Elizabeth II, Strange and Bizarre, All Things Factual Quiz. On mobile phones, dialing 112 will default you to the country's specific emergency number. Did you know that? Mm-mm. So whatever country you're in, if you need the emergency services, if you just dialed 112, it would then default you straight through to the emergency services of that country. But 112 is actually the emergency number of a vast majority of European countries anyway, which is why I guess that number was chosen. Did you know such wondrous things? No. I've never but it's heard short. Of that. It is. Two ones and a two. You don't have to move your finger very far, do you? I could probably butt dial that. I'm sure you have done on many occasions. <laughs> but I'm guessing your butt could touch all the keys on that cell phone. Hey. Hey, no. There are. <laughs> 35 highways called 112 in the United States of America. Seems to be a very popular number for our highway. You call it road rage over here. We call it aggressive manoeuvring around idiots that don't know how to drive. Ours is shorter. We go to the mailbag. Ours is more descriptive. (gasps) We love love our mailbag. Every week we love reading out the letters from around the world. Sent to me on Facebook, eBay, social media. It's sent to you from eBay. Yes, I'm buying my letters. <laughs> I don't really get any. I have to buy them. Like I buy myself female company. <laughs> I will pretend to be your girlfriend. I wonder who that lady was. <laughs> Hang on, that's my mother. <laughs> you lie down now. Mom, go home. Sabra. 
posted on Facebook, and I haven't bought this. Love your show. I listened on SoundCloud and can count on laughing out loud. Makes my day. So oh, thank you nice. very much, Sabra. We appreciate awesome. that. Thank Robbie, you. our regular listener, asks. Hi, Robin. Hi, Robin. Who is the creepy girl that whispers in the beginning of every show? Here is your host. I know who it is. Adrian Lee. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? Who is it, Miss Morris? It's me. It is Miss Morris. You have mm-hmm. put your voice through a bit of a synthesizer there, haven't you? I did. Long but that time is ago. the creepy little girl at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show is Heather Morris. It is. You leave this show with more than you arrive with, which mm-hmm. is always good in life, isn't yes. it? Mm-hmm. You always want to be interested and interesting. Mm-hmm. She goes on to ask why this is season two and not season one or season three. It is season two because season one was put out on a different radio station. Yep. And then when we started on Dark Matter Digital Network, we had a break, didn't we, of a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks. And we started with season two. I guess season three will come along at such times when we either change radio stations or decide to have a break and go on vacation. What do you think? Good friend, Martin in New York. Hi, Martin. Hello, Martin. Posted, how is Adrian's mum next door? And living in London, are they doing the show in a TARDIS? Yeah. I would suggest that my mother's snoring is particularly loud. This is where <laughs> I'm going. She is still alive. Yeah. Yeah, I gave her a port and lemon before she went to bed and uh, all's good in the world. We're not going to wake her up now. It's going to take a herd of wildebeest galloping through her bedroom now to even move her in any way, shape or form. I must remind you, of course, that Martin has a fabulous... An amazing Wonderful. auction so cool. site. He's a created an amazing online site. It's called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. There is everything on there from Living Dead Dolls to 80s metal concert T-shirts. It's the unusual, strange, intriguing and bizarre. Go and have a look at what morbidly fascinating items there are on there. Yes. Just a couple of clicks away from owning if you wish to purchase any of those. Remember Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. You've already shown... Very good taste for tuning in and listening to us tonight. So now you can surround yourself with good taste as well on Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. If you wish to speak to us on Facebook, if you wish to see all of tonight's stories in glorious Technicolor and much, much more, all of the photographs, all of the videos, all of the chat, the banter, the cartoons, the fun and frivolity, you can find us on Facebook if you search for more questions than answers With Adrian Lee, you will find us on there with 5,800 followers. Remember, you can listen any time of the day or night, any time you wish, at work, at school, walking the dog, in the gym, in the car. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you will find us. All of our archives of the last four years, including season one, will be on there. And if you're listening on there now, why not press the little orange love heart, to tell us how much you enjoy the show. We have 84,000 followers on there at the moment, and we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that can't be aired at the top of the hour in a round called Not For Your Mother that's laden with innuendo and the cheekiest moments and the sordid news from around the world that we can't read out during the show, during normal time, for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. So I believe you call that an Easter egg. And you can find that extra content if you go to our archives. We're also available on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn. And we would love for you to leave reviews for us. We have a Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee. 
underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. We have 100, I wish, we're getting there, 94,000 followers on there. So we're nudging towards 100,000. So we're getting closer. And, of course, you can listen first if you tune in on a Friday to Dark Matter Digital Network at 8 o'clock Central Time. You can hear the show first every week with 100,000 listeners in 190 countries around the world. I'll also mention that we're now on Patreon.com. Is that MQTA Radio? I believe so, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you search for MQTA Radio at Patreon.com, you can leave a donation. This show is free. It will always be free. But if you wish to donate for us, having studio time here and with equipment and paper, the amount of paper we go through, the stacks of it piling out the door. But we would appreciate anything you wish to give us there to keep the show running into the standards that we would like. Again, this show will always be free, but we would be very grateful if you'd like to give us a dollar, for example, for the show at the moment. I promise to be funny and informative. That's <laughs> patreon.com. I can't promise that at all. Patreon.com, MQTA Radio. And finally, my latest book, Mysterious Midwest. Unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead is available with a forward written by David Ellison, Grammy Award-winning musician of Megadeth. And every single review I've had for that book is five stars. So if you're looking for a summer read, ghostly, spooky, urban legends, packed with lots of creepy things and photographs and evidence, it's all there for you. Before we go any further, I have been dog-sick over the last three to four weeks. We've tried to do a few shows here and there, but on a couple of occasions, I was actually rushed to ER, and I'm still struggling with it, but I shall soldier on. I'm an Aries. This isn't going to hold me back. It's not going to stop me. But thank you for all of the support. Thank you for all the prayers and healing. Mm -hmm. You know things are bad with an Aries that when on Facebook I say, can you send me prayers and healing? Because when have I ever, ever done that? That would be, you know, things are bad. If I ring you at three o'clock in the morning, that means I've exhausted every other line of inquiry and I need help at that point. I'm not one of these people that's calling every 10 minutes. Just see what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The lesson to be learned is do not drink water out of the faucet. I'm not going to go into details, but uh, we're talking E. coli here. So do not drink under any circumstances. The water out of your faucet would be my advice. Unfortunate times. I do not wish to give details away of how that illness came about and what happened because it's not for the radio. But suffice to say, I have lost a lot of weight. Not that I recommend the S-Plan diet in any way, shape or form, (laughs) but I'm having to buy new clothes. Can't believe it. So thank you for all of those listeners. I did get a lot of uh, wishes of support. I'm not out of the woods yet, but uh, everything's been blocked up at both ends. So uh, danger of exploding has in fact passed. So that's good news all round. Now, rather ironically, and this seems to have faded into insignificance now, but several weeks ago, we did the Peeps experiment. Yes. Yes. Now, the idea was that we like testing new foods. We like force feeding Michelle (laughs) terrible (laughs) things because apparently people like hearing you gag, apparently. (laughs) Sorry. So this is is how this works. But we had some Peeps. Remind me of the flavours. It it? was just one flavour and it was... Oh, there were Oreos. Yes, it was peep flavored Oreos. Flavored Oreos. Bright pink. Sugar with mm-hmm. two layers of sugar in between. It was basically a sugar sandwich, wasn't it? it was yes. Awesome. Bright pink. I thought I would hate them because I don't like peeps and they were delicious. 
The point was, of course, that we read a series of stories out a few weeks before that, and it said that if you ate the peat-flavoured Oreos, Mm -hmm. a day later, things would be fluorescent and pink at the other end of that Mm -hmm. process. You hear where I'm going with this? Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to go into details again, but I couldn't see if it was pink... (laughs) It was, there was no pink water, is what I'm saying. Did anyone have, for the sake of scientific analysis, anything pink and glowing on the back of that experiment? No, it was orange. It was orange? Yes. So you are admitting to orange? Yes, bright orange. You never told me this. You kept that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> she was reading by you it at in night. Distress. Yeah. <laughs> she was tucked up in bed reading by the fluorescent orange glow. <laughs> You could have gone camping and hung it on a hook to illuminate the tent. Homer Simpson, that's, that's right. It's the rod. It's fluorescent. Yes. It's radioactive. Mm-hmm. There were ships making their way home on Lake Superior mm-hmm. by following the orange fluorescent. Nice. That gives me the willies. I can't bear that. It just sends a chill up my spine. I think I've drowned or gone down on some sort of cargo freighter. If I see a propeller on a ship, and it's going round as, the, I don't like as the ship sinks. Oh, that, that's, I've got chill now. I can't. That foghorn noise just sends chills through my body. Whether that's past life, I have no idea. Could be. It's creepy. It's like an air raid I think they siren. sort of get inside you, though, that frequency. That because I think they give everybody the creeps. I don't know. Well, I when, like them. When I hear a Second World War air raid <gasps> siren. The shriek. Starts to build up, doesn't mm-hmm. it? That's another one. I can't bear that. Whistling of bombs. These are creepy. People should write in. Tell us on Facebook the things that you're afraid of. Phobias, things yeah. you don't like. That would be an interesting collection of things to read out on next week's show. Very. But apparently you're fluorescent orange now, are you? Sure. You're reading by the light. You're reading your Agatha Christie books in the By the bathroom. light of the silvery moon, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Many a true word said, right, Michelle? <laughs> yes. Now, on my deathbed, I managed to crawl out. I managed to sustain myself long enough to visit Alexandria last week. In fact, it was after we did this investigation that I ended up in ER. Right. So I don't have fun memories of this, but we did end up in an amazing restaurant in Alexandria, in Douglas mm-hmm. County, Bello Cucina. It's in Alex. was built in 1878, big Gothic wooden pioneer mansion house. was a funeral parlour. You know there's a recipe, don't you, for hauntings? Ghosts Uh, and ghoulies. If you know that an old, one of the oldest, biggest houses in Alexandria, at one point decided to have 10 years dabbling with being a funeral parlour back in the 1920s. We did an investigation there. We had our team, the International Paranormal Society. I thought it was very interesting that I started my first vigil in the basement. Always a good place to start. Allegedly, there was a morgue down there back in the day, and that's where they'd lay the bodies out in the coldest part, Mm -hmm. out of the way, out of prying eyes, drain all the fluids out, put their makeup on, do their hair. She's never looked better, right? I thought there was dogs kept. Psychically, as soon as I sat down, I thought that they had dogs kept down there back in the day. And that wasn't unusual. In the Palmer House in Salk Centre, there's a record of hunting dogs being kept in the basement. These old buildings kept horses, cattle, chickens, dogs. They would have had these things down there. So I thought psychically, straight away when I was down there, I'm writing on my notepad all the things that are coming to me through clairvoyancy, and I saw dogs. I said to the lady, the manager that was running the restaurant, it's a fabulous restaurant, by the way, if you like Italian food, Bello Cucina. 
love pasta, <laughs> love Italian food. Yeah. But I thought there was dogs down there. We started the vigil. I actually heard a dog barking. There's no dogs. There's no neighbourhood around there. There's no, no wild dogs no, running around. It's not like Transylvania. No. I heard a dog barking. An EVP. It was in the room with us. I actually picked it up. A dog barking on my digital voice recorder. And the rest of the team heard that as well. So I thought that was very interesting to get empirical evidence of that on our scientific equipment when I'd already said that psychically, because you're already backing that up now, aren't you, from two separate places. I thought that was pretty impressive. I've never seen so many shadow figures. Allegedly, there's a woman called Martha who walks up and down the stairs in a white dress. Mm -hmm. And they've actually seen her on the CCTV that they've got in the restaurant. They've sat in the office and watched this ghostly figure wandering around on the CCTV. It's remarkable. The barman... Kenny's fabulous guy. If you're listening, Kenny, hello. He Thank you for fabulous, yeah. hanging out with us. He had glasses thrown at him from behind the bar. They fell off where they were being hung. He had a glass explode in his hand, had to go and get stitches. He showed us the scars. Oh, my. Quite mm-hmm. remarkable. People say to me, can ghosts kill you? Of course they can. They can throw anything at you, push you down the stairs. I wonder how many people have been found dead at the bottom of stairs. And it was a ghost that pushed them. But it's death by misadventure or they had a heart attack. Do you see what I mean? Sure. So that was quite quite an interesting investigation. There were shadow figures. On the second floor in the restaurant, I kept seeing mm-hmm. people walking around in the darkness. So you get your thermal imaging camera out at that time, don't you? See if there's anything there. Miss Morris, what was your highlight of that investigation? And don't say your dinner. <laughs> you did have the Parmesan chicken, though. Uh, that's fantastic, Ooh. by the way. It's really good. Um, the upstairs, we had... Quite a few swear words come across on the shack hack. The which ghost was, box. Yes, which that doesn't happen frequently, but it did happen that night. But the most impressive thing that hasn't happened to me in a while is I saw a full-blown shadow figure rush from where the concierge is. Is that what you would call it? I didn't them? even know you knew that word. Nice. Oh, good. We'll go with that. Yeah. All right. Concierge. I'm sure the French have a word for that as well. <laughs> um, it rushed from the counter out the exit door, and there was no reflection. I, it couldn't have been caused by anything, right. but it was a full-blown figure that walked across there. And then when I mentioned it to the owners and some of the workers, they said, yeah, we see that shadow figure walking around that area all the time. It was an amazing place. If you get a chance, Bello Cucina. That's in Alexandria, Douglas County in mm-hmm. Minnesota. We will be back there perhaps at the end of this year to show all the evidence and do a talk. So listen out for that. You're welcome to join us. Of course, Alexandria famous for having that Viking rune stone in the museum. Still remarkable to me that they say, you know, Columbus discovered the Americas mm-hmm. and they've got a museum full of Viking artifacts up there dating back from the 12th and 13th century. Seems ridiculous to me. We have a show dying to creep out of the crypt. We run into the round with a flashlight and a K2 meter. That is the round of ghosts and hauntings. I've yet to score. Michelle is on a duck egg as well. But Heather, through psychic skills and cheating, has made her way (laughs) to a double integer. Who knew such things? Mysterious footage shot on the flood-ravaged streets of a Colombian city purports to show the ghost of a boy killed in raging waters. The powerful floods in Barranquilla in the north of the South American country claim the lives of 94 people. The footage which purports to show a ghost has divided online viewers. And because of the high death toll, the viral clip has divided social media users with many claiming the alleged ghost is nothing more 
than a reflection of the lens. The video shows a badly flooded street with a row of shops turned into a riverbank by the fast-flowing water. The unnamed witness who shot the film, which has been viewed more than 500,000 times, pans slowly to the right, and in the distance a transparent outline appears, which they claim is a ghost. If you wish to see The Ghostly Boy in South America, Colombia, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee and everything will be there for you. I shall give myself two points for being intriguing, interesting, and a little bit scary. Oh, I thought you were going to say a little bit bizarre. (laughs) Okay, I'll give myself three. (laughs) Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Have I got a story for you? Have you? I hope so. I do. A pastor who tried... You love your pastor, don't you? Yes, who tried replicating the biblical story of Jesus Christ... Walking on water. Oh boy. Has been eaten by crocodiles. Oh, was he living? (laughs) By the way, Roger Moore passed during the course of this week. Rest in peace, Roger. Absolutely. But I was just about to say, it reminds me in the scene of Live and Let Die when he runs across all of the alligators, doesn't he? That's a great film. I wouldn't say Roger Moore was my favourite Bond. No. But that's my favourite James Bond film. That there. is my favourite James Bond. Yeah. Oh, the the theme tune, sing the theme tune, write the theme tune. Yes. Live and let uh, Jane Seymour, yeah. tarot reading. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where he has a shark repellent gun and he fires a capsule, a compressed air capsule into one of the villains and he expands and floats up in the air like a giant balloon. You've got that chase through the Everglades with that sheriff who died recently as well as it turns out. He died several months ago, I believe, yeah. the sheriff based in that that'd be one of them dear boat cars boy <laughs> boat cars. <laughs> that's a joy and so that's my all-time favorite james bond he has a fight on a train with a guy with a metal arm doesn't he and it's all, all right. the voodoo and hoodoo such great scenes that's the problem i have with films now you think about things like star wars and indiana jones james bond oh. if we just said star wars you could instantly think of four or five iconic scenes where Luke Skywalker swings across with Princess Leia. The bar. The, the bar scene, Moss Eisley. There's so many amazing scenes in that film. Oh. And, feel, every, you know, and all those classic films. You go to the cinema now, tell me of one memorable scene that was in Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace. Give me one scene. Anything at all. Mm, Mexican. Day of the Dead. Yeah. And the helicopter crash. See, that's just one scene. You said tell me one scene. scene. I like the shower scene This is what comes with working with two American women. (laughs) I never had grey hair. I never had grey hair until I started working with you two. You understand the concept, though, don't you? It doesn't seem to have any memory. You come out of the cinema and you think, oh, that was an okay film. But you don't remember, you can't recall anything that sticks. Do you see what I'm saying? I will say, I know it's not new, but I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And I thought it's even better than the first one. Really? And there is some really cool... And that from the lips there. of Michelle Corrie, who's yeah. now become our film critic. Sorry. So, uh, on the, <laughs> if you don't like the film, then you can write to her and complain right. on the back of that. If you did like the film... Then send us some money would be my advice. You, you can take us out. I to can the... go to another movie. You can go to another one. <laughs> oh, bye, massive. No so, popcorn. He's fallen into the water thinking yes. he can walk across the very water like Jesus Christ. Yes, the pastor identified as Jonathan 
Methethwa. We're going to get an accent in a minute. Sorry. No, you're not. He's dead. (laughs) You spend all week talking to dead people. Oh, that is true. This doesn't stop us, does it? Well, he's of the Saint of the Last Days Church. Yes, he he is. (laughs) He tried the demonstration at a river known as... Alligator River. Crocodile River. Crocodile River. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Methethwa from a local church in White River... Mpumalinga died. Uh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> ding dong. What are we going? Right. He, he, <laughs> he died Saturday morning trying to demonstrate the biblical miracle to his congregants. Aww. According to the Herald Zimbabwe, he oh. drowned into the Crocodile River and was seen by his church members getting eaten by three crocodiles. Deacon Nicosi, a member of the church, told the newspaper, The pastor taught us about I'm faith sorry. on Sunday last week. See, I'd have gone East Africa. That sounds too East African. He promised he would demonstrate his faith to us today, but he unfortunately ended up drowning. <laughs> Breathe, Michelle. Drowning. And then getting eaten by these three huge, large crocodiles in front of us. We still don't understand how this happened because he fasted and he prayed for Mr. a whole Bond. week. He fasted, so he wasn't as... A whole week. A whole week. The, a whole week. Apparently, the, you can walk on water if you fast well, for you a whole know, week. You, be, you become <laughs> lighter ready. at that point. You, become you should lighter. have been able to to walk Ooh. on water, Mr. Lee. <laughs> Oh, so bad. I feel sorry for the crocodile that would eat me because it would have the same troubles I would then oh, have. Oh, well. Uh, Deacon Nicosi added, they finished him in a couple minutes. A couple of minutes? All of that was left of him when they finished eating him was a pair of sandals and his underwear. Which we sold on eBay. Well, apparently that's all they wouldn't eat. Oh, no. uh, the, co- <laughs> the country's emergency. That's all he was wearing. There was nothing else. All His the, wristwatch went missing. They left all the stinky bits. Yes, <laughs> yes. The shoes and the underoos. Yep. Not going to have them. Mm-mm. The country's emergency agency, ER24, responded to the scene 30 minutes after, but upon arrival, there was not much they could do as the pastor was already dead in digested Oofed and eaten. By crocodiles. By crocodiles. Mm. See, the thing that interests me the most... Is obviously I've written the book How to Be a Psychic Christian. I was mm-hmm. fed up with right wing fundamentalist Christians telling me what I can and can't do, and apparently consulting with the dead is the devil's work. Despite mm-hmm. everything that's said in the Bible about prophecy and ghosts, spirits. Well, this is where I'm going. They would mm-hmm. say ghosts don't exist. When Jesus did walk across the water after the resurrection, <gasps> yes. his disciples were in a fishing boat and they were scared. And the first thing he said to them was, don't be scared, I'm not a ghost. Well, from the very lips of the big guy himself, does that then not suggest that ghosts actually exist? Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. I shall give you points as much as it pains me. You are now You're welcome. up to a hefty four. An Italian man has been granted a divorce by claiming his wife is possessed by the devil. After witnesses said they all do, they'd seen her levitate. <sighs> they all do? So if Jesus he levitated, knock up, he should knock up all that crap he's doing. If Jesus levitated, does that mean he's possessed by demonic entities as well? Buddhist priests levitate. Does that then, by mm-hmm. default, mean they're demonic as well? How do they make attachments between you levitating and demonic entity? Can't you just? I think it's when your head spins around. Ah, so you can levitate as long as your head doesn't spin around. And what if I think to myself, I'd like to do some casual levitating? 
I'm going to go up the high street. I don't want to touch the floor. Floors are dirty. I've worn my shoes out. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, he's demonic. He's floating. How do you make the connection between the two? Does that mean hot air balloons are demonic? If you take a chicken up with you, that's illegal in Australia and New Zealand, isn't it? Taking chickens What about my up. magic carpet? The magic carpet. Ah. You'd have to have a license for that, wouldn't you? That's remarkable. The woman has displayed an inexplicable behaviour since 2007. She's been levitating for the best part ten of 10 years. years wow. Such as fits, stiffening and other unusual phenomena. A court heard in Milan. That's his Italian women for you. Her husband pinned the behaviour on demonic possession. Witnesses said they even saw the devout Catholic woman levitate before crashing to the ground. She can't be that devout a Christian if she's being attacked and attached to by demonic entities. I was a, under the impression that if you had God as your army, you could walk through the gates of Hades and wouldn't get scorched. So there's question marks there. Hmm. The woman's sister, a priest and a monk, confirmed that they had witnessed the episodes. They even testified that she had knocked over a church pew before throwing it towards an altar with one hand. The Milan Court Tribunal acknowledged that the woman was clearly agitated, but said she did not act knowingly. Hulk smash. Several exorcists... (laughs) It's a friend from work. (laughs) ...have attempted to cure her over the years, and the couple, who have two children, were eventually granted a no-fault divorce. Demonic possession and exorcisms are controversial, but lively topics within the Catholic Church. The Milan Court Tribunal acknowledged that the woman was clearly agitated, but said she did not act knowingly. Several exorcists have attempted to cure her over the years, and the couple have two children, were eventually granted a divorce. Even after the divorce, what happens to her? Does she go back to live with her mother? That's not curing, is it? That's treating the symptoms. Rather than the cause, isn't it? So do you tie her down with a string? A string? A, a string. Like a helium like balloon? Like a balloon. <laughs> You're not going anywhere, sweetheart. I'm going to tie this around your wrist. Stop hissing. You're embarrassing yourself, your country and your friends. Put your head in the right direction. We're never having any of that shenanigans here. Can't take you anywhere. Honest to God. You wonder why I don't take you out. What's with the hissing? Stop hissing. No one's looking. Unbelievable. Papal pardon or olive garden? Decide for yourself. Visit our Facebook site. More questions than answers. Michelle, what do you have for me tonight in the rounds of ghosts and hauntings? In Spain, Casa Encantada has been dubbed the most haunted in the country. And the story behind this haunted house is truly terrifying. The legend of the haunted Casa Encantada begins in 1850, when mysterious figures were said to be seen walking around, lights in rooms appear and disappear, objects move for no apparent reason, and strange noises being heard. In 1925, the Urado family gained control of the property, and it was called the most haunted mansion for its frightening paranormal activities and became the most haunted building in Spain. However, the story behind the Casa Encantada goes beyond to the time of the Herrera family. It is believed that the family would get together with other rich families and kidnap girls between the ages of 18 and 21. The victims would be subject to dark satanic rituals, rape and murder, and these young girls are buried within the property. This is a creepy house. Horrible. I'm getting the chills just talking about it. 
During that time, many young girls went missing, yet no one can prove that the Heretta family was the culprit. However, every night, screams and strange noises begging for freedom can be heard inside the house. Perhaps they are the young girls craving their justice. Until this modern age, Casa Encantada still garners a lot of attention, and after a group of five teenagers entered the house to call the spirits using a Ouija board. There's always a Ouija board involved, isn't there? Why? Every time. I know. Words saying murder, lots of pain, and kidnap then followed. The group then asked if she was alone in the haunted house where she was buried. Her creepy reply is, not alone, girls. Patio. Patio? Mm-hmm. Send the group running away in fear. It even gets more frightening when along the way they witness a light that was pointing to a place on the patio. Locals claim that the wealthy family actually used their money and influence to pay off the authorities in order to evade justice. It seems Casa Encantada will continue to be haunted for many generations to come. Whether the legend is true or not, this old mansion surely is a creeper. We need to get out to the Mediterranean. There's exorcisms in it's Italy. It's hot there. Haunt- yes, it is. Why is that a problem? I know you like. I don't being- like hot. Well, you're in the I don't right- like hot either. But we could go to the Prado. We there are cold parts. We can go up to the Alps in the mountains. Of <gasps> the Basque region. This is very true. There we it's, go. It's very lucky for the two of you that you like cold weather. Yes. And you're in Minnesota because yes. the two do go hand in hand. Yes, and I, I don't like the sun. No, either. I remember uh-huh. summer last year. I think it was the 23rd of July, wasn't it? We did have one. <laughs> At the end of the round, that is Ghosts and Hauntings. I've scored five. Michelle is on two for a creepy Spanish house story. Heather is on four. We move into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. A man could not believe his eyes when a giant bobbit worm, akin to what? a sea monster, emerged from behind a rock in his fish tank after hiding there. <laughs> For two years. What? A bobbit worm. Did it get cut off? Is this where we're going? It's called a bobbit worm. You can look it up. A ghastly creature is captured, slithering its way between rocks after the man spotted it while he was cleaning the aquarium's filthy glass. It is not clear. It's filthy. Filth. That's outrageous. Filthy. (laughs) It's not clear how the four-foot worm found its way into the tank. Four-foot worm? But it is common for such creatures to hide and live in the coral that is sold to pet owners. What's his what? girth? Yeah. Is that important? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Okay. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, the girth is important. <laughs> After capturing the worm, there is a video of this worm. You can go to our Facebook there really? site. Boy, there is indeed. Can he hide easy or no? Well, apparently it's hidden for the last few years <laughs> and the guy didn't even know it was in his tank. Well, it's filthy. It's filthy. <laughs> dirty buggers. After capturing the worm in action. <laughs> this one is so... I'm sorry. How many times has that been said on YouTube? The man posted <laughs> the clip. It, doing? <laughs> it was filmed in the US on YouTube where it's been watched 173 thousand times that's going to be 173,002 by the end of the night wow maroon colored with small spiky tentacles along the side of a long ridged armored body the worm cuts a striking figure as it glides through (laughs) the murky water you wouldn't want to meet one in an alley or take one home to your parents it looks more like a creature you would expect to see attacking a crew of intrepid sailors in a science fiction film than swimming in a fish tank 
At one point, you can see its tail slither away, seemingly having a life of its own, despite being cut off before the film begins. They cut the tail off? That's why it's called a bobbit worm, I'm guessing. Oh. Originating off the coast of countries such as Indonesia and the Philippines, they often hide in rocks and use light and chemical receptors to lunge at their prey. Apparently, they're like eating rabbits that are going past scuba diving. I didn't even know rabbits did scuba diving. Guratek, who posted the video, said he first noticed the worm after his coral began rapidly disappearing. I what? first saw it after I spent a few nights sat up after the lights went out for about three hours looking for the critter that was eating my coral. Even when I knew it was there, I only ever saw it three times within the space of a year. It hides in the rocks and only comes out at night. It's impossible Lean to catch. Lean and hungry type. That's right. <laughs> it's mugging halibut on the corners of the aquarium looking for their pension money. <laughs> Bobbit worms also have powerful jaws and are often mistaken for claws, which can rip prey in half when teamed up with the ability to attack at great speeds. It's been squatting in this tank. For two years. If they live in the tank for more than seven years, I think they can legally actually claim the tank as their own, I'm led to believe. This is Wormageddon. If you wish to see the slippery beast, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. I shall give my points. Six of them. I'm up to six. Oh, good, I think I deserve good, six. Yes. Miss Morris, what have you got in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, there is a stock breeder named Ali Duman, who was shearing sheep at his farm in south-central Turkey. He said, I started trimming the sheep. After I finished a couple of them, I started trimming the next one, and I thought that I accidentally cut the ear of the sheep, so he decided to take a better look. Lamb's ears. However, when I checked the ear closely, I realized that it was actually a mouth inside the ear oh i was very scared i started shaking this is the first time i have seen such a thing i bet i bet i actually did see a picture it's really disgusting there's a mouth inside the lamb's ear there's a mouth inside like does the it have a tongue well is that important michelle <laughs> i just want to get a good picture okay. of it okay a vet, he called, said he had never seen anything like it either, and vet Yusef Yildiz examined the sheep and said that the particularly formed mouth in the sheep's ear had teeth even. It had and teeth and it, hair. <laughs> yes, and it started, it was actually producing saliva. It was actually as chewing well. gum and smoking a cigarette. And it even had a swallow reflex. Yes! Yes, though it was, of course, you not haven't even contained. got one of those, have you? <laughs> no, I no, don't. You can't. <laughs> I need it, a transplant. <laughs> though it was, of course, not connected to the animal's digestive tract. It was just there, and it produced. It's really bizarre. How can that be? The birth defect merited more investigation. He added. He said we encountered a great abnormality. On the left ear of the sheep, this is the first time I have seen such a case. The animal produces spit from here. It gulps and has teeth in its mouth. It has a serious spit secretion. I don't want to know about that. However, Kill a I... sheep. <laughs> when the sheep's asleep, the mouth goes like a Fiji mermaid, goes wandering through the town oh, like a vampire God. attacking people. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Put your finger in the lamb's ear. Like binicula. That's terrible. Do you know what binicula is? It's like binoculars where you can see Dracula no, through them. it's a little vampire bunny. But go on, oh, Michelle. I want to buy this sheep. You want you, to buy this you sheep? You have to go to Turkey. 
However, well, back to the Mediterranean again. <laughs> However, I don't think it can eat anything with that mouth. We are excited to see it, but the owner was scared. It is not a good situation. The mother could have eaten chemicals during the pregnancy. That's what they're thinking. And then it just kind of turned into some sort of morphing thing. Eating chemicals during the pregnancy accounts for a lot of states in this country, doesn't it? I oh, think so. I'm going to. Yes. Or it might have had contact with radiation or hormone medicines. This could be seriously investigated. Owner Ali Duman said that he is not planning to sell or slaughter the sheep Shoot. until experts find out what caused its abnormality. It's coming to superpowers. A, coming to a kebab house near you yes, soon. Yes, absolutely. I refuse to eat any food that's got the ability to eat me back at the same time. Twice. Twice. Yeah. You could send a little kid. Go and play with that lamb's ears. Look at that cute little... Oh, my fingers! <laughs> You'd be sticking your fingers in there. I know you. What, into a lamb's ear? Yes. Yes. One of my hobbies is, in fact, putting my fingers into the ear of ruminants. How did you know such things, Miss Morris? I've seen you do it. Oh, no. The black has been <laughs> oh, no. blown. Oh, no. <laughs> no. The black's been blown. I'll be singing like a canary when they get me down the station. Michelle, we're in the round of UFOs, cryptozoology, and lambs with mouths in their ear. We're going to Mars, kids. Yay, Mars! <laughs> I dread to think what they found now. Oh, boy. A large vehicle was highlighted in a detailed image from the American Space Agency and has been analyzed by UFO experts who say it appears artificial. God, it's I was not... drunk last night. Where did you park the car? I can't find it anywhere. You're pressing your key oh, fob and it's... you can't hear it. And back on Mars, it's going beep, beep, beep. It's Please not, don't it's tell not a me. Car. It's not Scott C. Waring again. No, is. no oh, it's okay. our other friends. Oh, okay. A rectangular-shaped object has been spotted in a NASA photo, which UFO experts claim could be the top of an army tank. Yay! Yay! The large vehicle was highlighted in a detailed image from the American Space Agency and has been analyzed by secure team 10 of course must be true Mm -hmm. that's another 900 dollars they've got tyler gluckner from secure team 10 which has almost a million subscribers are you serious wow said the tank shaped object appears to be scattered amongst what looks like ancient ruins speaking about the tank-like object he said it very well could be just an oddly shaped boulder who knew no but I want you guys to notice the artificial nature of it. The reason I said it looks kind of like a tank is because if you look at an actual tank. A real a, one. A bird, one that really exists. <laughs> from a bird's eye view, you'll see the tank, the turret on top. Oh, and this, for crying. Yep. This exhibits very similar features to the tanks that we see here on Earth. If it's a tank, obviously it would be ancient which would explain the weathering on this thing. We wouldn't have ancient tanks, though. <laughs> tanks only came about at the beginning of the last century. No, they got the technology from Mars. That's where the ancient one is. That's shocking. How'd they get it up there? Oh, Someone's he... going to get into trouble for losing their tank, aren't right? they? There's a private somewhere who's currently peeling potatoes because he took the tank out. They can't find it. Don't Marty know where the it is. Martian. Stolen. He adds that the photo shows the tank in a field of scattered objects which look like metal or bits of machinery with the right angles, and there is even a disc-shaped object poking out of the surface. 
there. If you wish to see such wonders, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers. I shall give you two points at the end of the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. I'm on six. Michelle's on four. Heather Morris is also on six. We quickly run into the round. That is the strange and bizarre to squeeze as many stories out as possible in the final few minutes. These are stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any category but are too good not to read out on air. An Indian family has 140 members with webbed fingers and they believe their affliction is the result of a curse from the snake god. Those damn snakes with their webbed fingers. Oh, wow. (laughs) Members of the Kanuthu clan from a small village in southern India have been born with a condition for several generations. Some have three fingers fused and others only two. And they claim their fused digits look like the hood of a snake. No one's buying them gloves for Christmas. Maybe they're really good swimmers. I bet they're fabulous swimmers. And while the condition can be treated surgically, the family feels doing so would only bring them bad luck, poor health, and ruin their chances of an Olympic medal in the swimming pool. Or bowling. Sarusa. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we'll be taken off there. Yes, I'm sure prominent in the minds of a small village in southern India, bowling is top of the list. And by the way, Michelle Curry snorted. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort oh, game, God. you can now take a shot. <laughs> Sarusu, 70, the oldest woman in the family, says, we do not even see surgery as an option. She added, despite our fingers being fused together, we live a normal life and do not face any difficulty in day-to-day chores except bowling. <laughs> she was probably happy until someone has now pointed that out to her. Neener, neener, neener. <laughs> I can bowl and you can't. While many have suggested we get them corrected, we have strong feelings that if we undergo surgery, something bad will happen to us. Another Oh, like it already hasn't. Bad luck all round. Another family member added, I can cook, chop vegetables, wash clothes and utensils, and even stitch with my fingers. I've never faced any trouble. Typing and playing the piano could be out there. That is true. It is because I was born this way, and I have learned to use my hands correctly. However, she says she misses wearing rings. And picking our nose is also a problem, no doubt. Mm -hmm. If you go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, you can see the village in southern India where everybody has fused webbed fingers. Miss Morris, we sprint into the round of S&B. What have you got for me? All right. I'm just going to give you a list, a rundown list of fun stuff. Real quick, 11 weird jobs in the world that pay surprisingly well. Let me get my pen. Okay. Yep, we need the money. Yep. Number 11 is a professional snuggler, $60 an hour. You professional can get snuggling? Yep, you can snuggle with someone for 60 bucks an hour. I'd like a nice, full, large bosom, please. Well, there you go. I'd pay for that. Next. Number <laughs> 10 is a nude model. You get 100 to $200 an hour for that, Any believe thoughts? it or not. No? No. Take your clothes off for $200. Okay. I'd do it. Fair and- enough. We all heard that, didn't we? If you wish to go to Patreon and donate $200, we'll get Michelle naked. <laughs> By the end of next week. There you go. Face feelers coming in at 910. You face can feel feeling. some faces for 30 to 40,000 a year. I will feel people's faces for 30 to 40,000 a year. You say that. Hello. The expo we was at last weekend in Dubuque, I wouldn't have wanted to feel a few faces that were walking around there. Oh, very true. A sewer inspector gets 40 to 75,000 a year. It's blocked and he's looking into it. 
I don't know why they put these side by side. A water slide tester for 40000 a year, believe it or not. An obscure stunt tester for 300000 a year. Obscure <laughs> stunts. <laughs> Can That's we combine right. an obscure stunt with some <laughs> nakedness? Can't we combine some of these? The water slide? Yes, let's combine the obscure Yow! stunt, the water slide, and nakedness. There you go. Crush Go-f- your legs. Golf ball divers. Golf ball divers. Believe it or not, get thirty to 100000 a year just to dive for some balls. And a bet. <laughs> oh, there. She's over. She's on the floor. Just the dirtiest laugh I've ever seen. It sounds like water Uh, going through a drain. A a bed tester for twenty-five to forty thousand a year. A pet food tester. Yes, they have people eat that stuff. You don't swallow it. You spit it out. Okay, I shouldn't admit this on the air. Do you guys test your pet's food? Never. No. No. Do you do? You actually eat your pet's food. You know that's made from horses' tails, lips, and testicular materials, right? You, I'm sorry, I, you actually eat your cat's pet food. I don't, like, eat it, but... If when I, she's really hungry and in a bind... If I buy them a new kind of pet food, I try a little kibble. I try a little kibble. <laughs> wow. Nope, I can't say I've ever done that. No, Like, you, I don't, like, grab I a think you need to stop talking is what needs yeah. to happen. I, right. Have you You're ever right. done that? Don't have pate at, at Michelle's house. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and number two is a paper towel sniffer for 52000 a year. I'll do it. I'll sniff some towels for that. Are they not What's used? What's wrong with them? Nothing. They're just brand new. They just want you to sniff them. I don't know why. And number one is sex toy tester. Sex toy? Oh, I've broken for, the gears on that one. For thirty to 50000 a year, I will test some toys, let me tell you. While sniffing... Faces. Yeah. Okay, there we go. And snuggling. Well, you can't say this show isn't fun and informative. You leave. That was awesome. More questions and answers, the more than you arrive. I got a whole new career path. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. This means that you have found us in our archives for the extra 20 minutes that we do that we can't read out on air. This is the round of stories from around the world that contain sexual intrigue, innuendo, cheekiness, rudeness. Things you wouldn't want your mother to hear. My mother's asleep. We, as long as we keep our voices down, <laughs> we will be fine. Yes. If there's any small miners in the room, or send dwarves. them up to bed. If there's dwarves, dwarves. send them down the mine. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Toss them out. Throw them. I don't think we're allowed to toss no, dwarves anymore. It's illegal. No, not you're absolutely right. There were some dangerous incidents, apparently. Mm-hmm. They're not just babies. You can't just pick them up. No. And anyway, even if you could, they're not light. No, they're not like. A Toledo man was transported to a local hospital after shooting himself in an unpleasant area. Was His that? toe? No, Ohio, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> According to WTOL, Toledo police got a call for Murad Hamadala reporting that he'd been shot while getting out of his car. When crews arrived, they found Hamadala with a single gunshot wound that went right through his penis and into his thigh. He now whistles when he goes to the toilet. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah. Well, I think the wee whizzes through the hole and it creates a high-pitched sound. No. How oh. does the shot go through his weenus? And hit him in the thigh. 
Yeah. It must have oh, been a small... I get... Was it laying on top of his thigh? Well, speaking as a gentleman, the tailor will ask you if you dress to the left or the right, which basically means, you know, is it going down the left side or the right side? It doesn't go down the centre? How can it go down the centre if you're wearing a pair of pants? It's only got two choices, left or right. It cannot... <laughs> what about in between? Don't in... you tuck well... and roll? <laughs> tuck and roll? <laughs> Well, like yeah. my back balls. Get off me! Your back balls are touching me! God, I only wanted a spoon. What's wrong with you? I can see your back balls! Professional smuggler! Professional smuggler? Shocking to do. How many men out there have stood in front of the mirror, tucked their twig and berries between their legs, and then pretended they were a woman? Oh, ever since um, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yes, it puts the lotion on its skin. Uh-huh. Nice. So it apparently, he'd only just put it there. The gun went off. I'm guessing it was in his belt or in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Straight through the twig, missed the berries into the thigh. It must uh. have been a small caliber. Oh. Perhaps he was a rather large man. Uh. Uh. Yes. Well, the fact that he's made a full recovery suggests that the caliber perhaps was rather small. Rather than anything large. It's not a gun cartridge. It's not like a shotgun, is it, is what we're saying here. Okay. Authorities found a bullet hole in the driver's seat of the car. They were also <laughs> able to locate the gun behind a garbage can. So having shot himself fully through the willy, he managed to hide the gun as well. I'd have had other things pressing at that moment. I'd have mm-hmm. been getting a tourniquet going at this, at that very moment. Yeah. Every major artery runs through the twig and berries. It cools your body down. It does have a job to do. It's like an elephant's ears. You know, if it's cold, they contract, try and keep you warm. If it's hot, then we're swinging Swing Low Sweet Chariot, trying to get a bit of air, a bit of circulation, a bit of oxygen through your blood there. Police said he's expected to make a full recovery, but his girlfriend now plays the one-note piccolo. Heather Morris, what do you have for the round of NFM? One of life's truisms is that no one wants to see or imagine their parents having... no. Six. No. Even though that's how the vast majority of us came to be. I would but suggest the majority of us, right? That's got to be nearly everyone. Unless some you're made... people could be Petri dish. I've seen a few crawl out of a swamp, too. So. Oh, jeez. God, I swear. <laughs> but that doesn't mean mom and dad don't have the desire for sex and to spice things up in the bedroom. However... Two great humanitarian porn stars are doing their best to help parents get their groove back by demonstrating some really advanced sexual positions. Do you think we're ready for advanced? I mean, you know, if we do we need to limber up? Do we need to do a bit of stretching? I think you may need to limber a some little. Some benga you might be applied. I've the- been doing yoga. Excellent. We're well, halfway there, Michelle. <laughs> the lessons were ostensibly in honor of Mother's Day, thankfully. Oh, but the video shows Cherry DeVille. Cherry and, DeVille. And oh. Charles that... Deera. And Tallulah LaRue. Yes. I wish to and meet. And Jeffrey Smith. I want to meet <laughs> Cherry. Cherry Divine? Cherry DeVille. Cherry oh. Divine. <laughs> Cherry DeVille. Wow. Chesty LaRue. (laughs) There you go. They were teaching three 50-something couples, including a conspicuously be-mustached man, the finer points of the performing Arc de Triomphe. 
Arc de Triomphe, if you're going to go French, just get it right. You say it your way, potato, potato. You well, know. I'll say it the French way, and it's French. And I'll say it the right way. And then... Controversial. <laughs> Sucker bleu. Sucker what? It's blue, apparently. I'm sorry, it's gone blue. I put a tourniquet around it. I've been an idiot. Yeah, I shot myself. <laughs> Adrian leant across the pool table and potted the purple. Oh. They also showed them how to do the pile driver. Oh, God. I know. The pile driver. And a has-to-be-seen-to-be-believed position. The quivering guinea pig. Called the... Brain donkey. Oh, come on. I can't wait. Erotic accordion. That's going to be popular in Minnesota, isn't it? <laughs> Minnesota's the only the place... chicken dance. <laughs> What kind of shenanigans have you had? (laughs) (laughs) Minnesota, the only place where accordion hero is popular on the Xbox. (laughs) There's no nudity in the video, so they're just demonstrating the different positions you can try. But what earth is the accordion position? I saw it. Do you have your finger over all the holes before you press it together? What happens here? It's kind of, it's a bunch of squishing. It's just a lot of squashing, is it? Yeah, squishing, forwards. squashing. Okay. And a whole lot of, yeah, never mind. Watch N- the noises, video, watch the, the video. video. You must watch the video. Okay. All good things there, ladies and gentlemen. Come to an end. Very informative. <laughs> Eventually, I'm sure it will. Happy. Daryl Whitaker <laughs> from Glenwood Springs in Colorado claims a Sasquatch attacked him <gasps> and attempted to rape him. <laughs> While he was walking in the woods. Squatch rape. Squatch rape. <laughs> well, hurry up then. <laughs> Let him finish. Let it finish. <laughs> I just imagine two hairy balls. <laughs> just... Yes, the rest of him was shaved. <laughs> She's just picturing squatch rape. It's very, very distressing. The 57-year-old man was walking to his hunting cabin on Sunday to see if it had suffered any damage during the storms. All of a sudden, a large gorilla-like creature dropped from a tree in front of him and punched him in the face. Oh, I thought you were going to say nuts. <laughs> Did the Jean Claude Van Damme? <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Morris. It was at least eight foot tall, and its punches hurt like hell. I was knocked it's right out. Not the only thing. <laughs> Apparently, it was the first blow that did it. Oh no! While Mr. Whitaker was trying to recover from the attack, the large humanoid creature began to tear his clothes off whilst letting out some terrifying yowls. (laughs) When I regained consciousness, he had already torn my pants and was tearing through my underwear. I stabbed him in the shoulder with my hunting knife, and that made him run away. Mr. Whitaker immediately reported the attack to both the Glenwood Springs Police Department and the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Agency, and a joint investigation has been launched. Investigators found some extremely large footprints on the site, which they believe are those of the aggressor. Daryl Whitaker is convinced that the creature who attacked him was a Sasquatch, but the GSPD investigators say it's more probable 
that the attacker is simply a particularly large and hairy man. Or a woman, Bertha. With a big foot, apparently. They're currently interrogating nearby residents to see if anyone noticed an individual corresponding to the description of the suspect. According to the victim, the attacker measured around eight foot tall and was extremely hairy. He has brown hair, dark brown eyes. Must be a young one then. And extremely large feet. That's two snorts there if you're playing the Michelle Corey snort drinking game. I dated someone. That, that. And did he have a big foot? No, I'm sorry to hear that. If you possess any information concerning the suspected rape, please contact the Glenwood Springs Police Department. Does he know what really happened? Well, he did lose consciousness. I'm led to believe the consummation did not take place. Well, then it wasn't. Attempted. I think the key's attempted Uh, there. Okay. Can they not get DNA DNA. off his knife? Hair fibers? Mm -hmm. You would think that to be the case. I'm sure as we speak, they are doing police work. There, stains. Stains. It's like like CSI in here. We're in the wrong profession, I'd tell you. (laughs) The Bigfoot did promise to write, and he's meeting the parents on Sunday. (sighs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, a Saginaw, Michigan man with a self-possessed fetish for rough-running cars will avoid prison time and instead receive mental health and sex offender treatment, along with five years of probation. Jordan Haskins was sentenced Monday, May 8th, on eight felonies in two separate auto incidents, one late last year and one early in 2017. Haskins is a habitual offender with a criminal history of multiple instances involving a fetish he refers to as New word, everyone. Cranking. Cranking. Cranking? I'm just going to go upstairs, do a little bit of cranking. I'll be back in ten minutes. Five. I'll be back in two (laughs) minutes. I was figuring in a cigarette break, to be honest. Twice with the cigarette break as well I was going. Upstairs? Yes. But he's doing this with a car. I don't know what he's doing. He's a mechophile, is he? The act entails removing a vehicle's spark plug wires to make the vehicle run roughly to help reach sexual self-gratification. So if it rumbles a little bit, it's a little bit misfiring, it's out of tune, there's a little bit of a wiggle like a washing machine with the barrel out of the line, Mm -hmm. and that's getting him over the finishing line. Wow. Circuit Judge Robert L. Kazmarek handed down the sentence of long-term probation with a mental health and sex offender treatment over prison time. Was it his car or someone else's? Because that would make a difference. Someone else's. See, that's the difference. (laughs) You're doing it to your own car. He didn't dirty up his own car. No, that's right. (laughs) I'm going to soil your full focus and you're going to watch. You're going to love what he stole. We went for the cream of the crop. (laughs) An Aston Martin, a Maserati, the most beautiful. Nope. Nissan Micra. Oh, Pinto. Mm-mm. Fiat Uno. Beetle. He I'm likes a... big trucks. He likes big trucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, no, you... Uh-uh. Well, the reason he likes trucks is he wants to put a big load in the back, so that's all good, right? Oh, the felonies against Haskins stem from two vehicle incidents, one involving cranking and the other involving joyriding. In the first case against him, police say Haskins on November 20th 
had broken into and cranked in a Saginaw County-owned maintenance truck. Oh, <laughs> she was asking for it. Did you see the way she was looking at me? <laughs> it's all oh, orange and pretty. Oh. All waxed up, Mm-mm. gleaming, ready to go. Did you Smelling see the of radles on that? Oh. Unbelievable. In the second case against him, police say Haskins on February 6th broke into a body shop of Martin Chevrolet in Thomas Township and took four vehicles for joyrides. Four? Mm-hmm. He is busy. This person took some vehicles from the body shop and drove around the back lot area, damaging the vehicles and jumping over hills. (laughs) Full marks for enthusiasm. The police say they did not find evidence he was cranking in them. They arrested Haskins that same day in another vehicle, one stolen from Saginaw. Haskins, who is a former Republican Party candidate. Of course he is. Who knew? For a Michigan House seat is a bright man brought down by untreated compulsions. Mm -hmm. What happens to you in your childhood? On a Freudian manner, that means that when you grow up, you break into garages, you misfire cars on purpose by fiddling around with the spark plugs and the timing, and then you go for it. He didn't get Hot Wheels as a kid. There you are. That's what I think. No, I, I think you I sold. think that his dad used to take him, like, mudding or whatever. His, his first experience may have been in a car, so you associate the car mm-hmm. with sexual experiences. You're making synaptic links, which are very, very difficult to break, unless you go for some sort of shock therapy treatment. Mm. I bet he's in hospital now, and they're showing him slides of PowerPoints of cars, and every time one comes up, he gets electrocuted. This like is, Clockwork Orange. There you go. Perfect. Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round. Of not feel Oh, I like the eyes. A Nebraska man is facing charges of pandering, soliciting prostitution, and disturbing the peace after police say he hired sex workers to strip on his neighbor's front porch. Nice. At Ooh. least 75 times <gasps> while he watched from across the street. <laughs> so you're paying people to strip on your neighbor's porch while you look from across the street. That's right. And he's done this 75 times. Doesn't sound sketchy at all. Times. <laughs> what do the neighbors say? Oh, well, we'll get to that. Douglas Goldsberry, 45, and Omaha Chief. Nice. Or wait, no, wait, he's a chef. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies to all the fire chiefs out there. And Native Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Who lives in the... Whoops, I slip. It's one letter. The missing eye. That's right. Can you have a look at my pens for me? (laughs) Can you hold my pens, Michelle? It's a nice big pen for you. Uh, Well, the Omaha chef who lives in the (laughs) suburb of Elkhorn began the unwanted strip shows in May of 2013, about a month after his neighbors, a 30-something couple with two toddlers, moved in across the street. 
It's very twisted, Douglas County Attorney Don Klein told KETV. It's obviously a little bit hard to imagine, to fathom, that somebody would go to these links to have women appear at a neighbor's house so he could watch them. But the unwanted front porch strip shows happen 25 to 30 times per year, police say. The family often feared for their safety, especially when the performers demanded payment. The previous <gasps> owners had a little bit of the same problem, a neighbor told them. Deputies conducted surveillance on the home in March and said that they witnessed two women exposing their breasts while another stripped completely naked. Goldsberry was arrested on Wednesday, the same day his wife filed for divorce, according to the Omaha World Herald. He allegedly told a Douglas County Sheriff's deputy that he masturbated from inside his home across the street while watching the strip teases. So what he was doing was he was... Basically, he wanted the strippers, but he didn't want to get caught watching the strippers, so he made them dance across the street. Or pay for them. Or pay for them. He just wanted free strippers. Just get the internet. Man, get the internet. This uh, big, wide web world out there for you. (laughs) Big, wide screen TV, and you're set. There we go. More questions (laughs) and answers. You're home for sex with accordions, cars, Bigfoots, and verandas. Nice. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter with the dead batteries. Michelle, who scored six and admitted on air that she actually eats her pet's cat food. But in resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera is myself, who managed a nice rounded symmetrical eight because I'm in charge of the scoring. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of cheating next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can go to my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. You can also follow us if you go to SoundCloud. All of our archives are there for the last four years soundcloud.com search for mqta radio where we're now going to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out on air my gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris and michelle cory and all of the international paranormal society at interparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group mufon of minnesota martin's online auction on Facebook. Remember, if you wish to donate to the show, you can go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. Mm-hmm.